Okay, no instructions needed. Okay. I, I don't really feel Shoot like... Shoot the poop like your wiener. Oh, let me just get that right in the uh, the old camera shot. That's my thought. I'm sipping on some red wine. Primary use for Bitcoin is to get more money. Oh, man. The Coog Bar. Yeah, I'm into that. Hello. This fucking bomb hardly, like, I... I cannot start this to need. I cannot risk it. That's how I go to the bathroom. It's exactly how they're walk running or whatever it is. Oh, God. What it do, baby? Well, we're starting this video right now. No idea what Chaps is doing. Chaps is obviously not here right now. Um, you know, there we go. We got a little bit of regularness to the stream. But no opening video. No, 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 nothing like that. We're just going raw dog, as they like to say. This is the Big O from the East Coast. Um, it's been an interesting week. Uh, gambling officially became uh, you know, a thing as of April 4th. Uh, so there's been lots of heavy betting going on. Not heavy petting. We leave that to the mm-hmm. next man, my favorite co-host, don't tell chaps, the Big D down in Van City. Diener, how you doing, brother? What up, what up? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Baseball season has arrived, and uh, I have been betting with you, Jules. And you do much better than me, but, you know, it's fun. It's fun, and uh, I got a little buffer of cash right now, which is something I've never had on these online sites before, hey. so I'm just going with it. Usually, I'm just trying to make it so it's not zero, but now I have a few extra hundred bucks, and I'm like, okay, should I maybe up the ante a little bit? Usually, I'm like, please don't go down to zero. Please don't go down to zero. <laughs> I'm like, okay, one bet. I need to win this or else I'm at zero. That's usually my my uh, train of thought here. So it's uh, it's been nice. It's nice to see you. And uh, I got some bets going on right now I need to cover. So, uh, you know, me and you could do the big one soon. I love it. Listen, uh, actually, so you, you bring up a really good point here. Um, obviously, we, you know, we talk a lot about betting. Please don't follow our advice whatsoever if you are listening to this. Uh, this is not gambling advice. This is just, you know, guys... Who are realistically betting on their gut, which for the most part is probably what 90% of people in our situations are doing, right? They're looking at other, you know, matchups, their favorite teams, who they think should win, which we have seen probably in the last, you know, six months of sports, unlike anything we have before. Before it was kind of rudimentary. Before it was, you looked at trends, you could accurately pick, you know, 90% of games. We saw with the last NFL season. It was a disaster. We saw Minnesota Uh lose. We saw the Chiefs lose. We saw teams lose that, you know, should not have won a single game maybe this entire season. And that's kind of spilled over into the NHL. It's spilled over into the NBA a little bit, especially as we get to the end of the season where nobody is playing. What is it for you that you like? Like when you're coming up with the bets, what are you what are you looking at when you decide on whether you're hitting a straight play? or you're going for like a nerfy or if you're going for a nice little parlay. Oh, uh, I'm an under guy. I don't know why. I, I like betting the under. So, uh, and I'm usually yeah. more of an in-game under, so that's kind of one of the things I like. For me, it's it's basic math, uh, which, you know, is something that I, I enjoy, like just running numbers in my head. I'm I'm actually pretty relatively decent at it. Um, so like breaking out averages, it doesn't always work like it lately it has there's been times where it sure as hell hasn't (laughs) um 
but I like playing the under. I'm I'm also getting to like the over under in baseball games. So like who's pitching, what the trends are. You know, recently it's been a, a lot of bigger scores to start the season off. So like you know, your seven to fours, your ten to fives, your chaps is shit faced. But uh, I'm an over under <laughs> guy. I'm a nerfy guy too. But uh, those are just kind of a shit show kind of I find. So uh, hi chaps, I'll, I'll stop talking here. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get back into talking a little bit of gambling in a minute but right now uh coming in hot i might actually just take this video that introduction of chaps mowing down what could only be like i don't know some sort of pastry with a glass it's of a wine mm-hmm. um chaps is on one it's a cheesecake motherfucker oh my god <laughs> We're like uh, we're four minutes in, and this is already off the rails. By the way, I hate hosting on Streamyard because I'm just not familiar with it. But it's it is what it is. Chapsy, how you doing, brother? I'm fucking living, boys. I am living. My my audio is gonna be weird. I didn't bring my mic with me. You're just gonna have to put up with it. I am feeling great. It's been a good time down here in Phoenix. <laughs> I hit the links today, and. Uh, now I'm crushing cheesecake and wine. I mean, could you could you ask for anything better? I mean, we probably could and and we wouldn't get it, but I mean, Chaps has been <laughs> on I don't even call it like a bender. It's been like a vacation which when I first heard was a vacation, it was like him and his wife. It somehow turned into drinks with Eddie Lack. I've seen the kids <laughs> chilling. You know, take us through the last 72 hours of your vacation away from work and how you've been living and how great of a man Eddie Lack truly is in person. 72 hours? He's been gone for like two weeks? That seems I, like. I, oh, I, okay. I okay, that's okay. <laughs> it has not been two weeks. We haven't even been gone 10 days yet from Prince George. It just seems like we've been gone forever. Um, Listen, it's been good, man. I mean, I was pretty stressed out. Uh, you could not tell right now for anyone who sees no, Chaps' face, no. he does not look stressed. No, I'm saying all that. I've done nothing but, but like work down here as well. I've worked pretty much every day, which I knew was going to happen anyways. Miami is a town. I will say it again. Miami is a town. Dean would slay Miami, being all jacked and ripped on the beach all the time. He would absolutely slay Miami. Um, and yeah, Eddie Lack's a good dude, man. Met him in person. It was uh, a little awkward at the start. I'm not going to lie. I felt like a make-a-wish child there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then he, uh, you know, he was a good dude. He, he honestly was. He's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. He was a good dude. It was lots of fun. And he, he wanted to keep going on the drinkies, but I had the dinner reservations a little early. And I had to get uh, get back to see the fam jam. But it's been it's been good. It's been real Did good. you guys get a, a crisp buzz on or what? I don't know how to answer that legally as I may have had to drive after. So it was uh it was good. I was feeling myself. I was feel I feel myself all the time, but I was feeling tight. I was feeling tight when I left. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't get like in trouble after the fact, but I mean it's like... true. <laughs> it's true. But or you could just say I Ubered. Uh, that's a thing. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, I <laughs> Ubered. <laughs> I Ubered. Luckily, the place was pretty close to my uh, my parents' house. But no, like I said, I, I wasn't. It was fun. I'm thinking though, if like I, it could have been a pretty crazy night had I wanted it to be. I guess 
but uh, I just had prior. He thought we were doing a live podcast with him, so <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Oh, well, sorry, sir." Should have done it. Just let us know, and we would have just strapped in and, and made it happen. Oh, he's full game to do a Phoenix thing, though. If we actually organize it properly, where we like have a live thing with Canucks fans and and people coming down, so that's that's a co- a, a conversation for offline. But there you go. Well, keeping it online. Speaking of the Canucks, <laughs> I've been an honorary fan of them, and this is transitioning back to what Dean and I were talking about earlier when it comes to Gambling. sports. Yeah, sports betting. The Canucks and the Leafs have, you know. They've made my life very comfortable over the last, you know, few weeks, maybe even a month. I was asking Dean this earlier. Uh, he gave a little bit of insight into how he places his bets. But when you're betting, obviously, you know, we look at NFL. That's probably like your bread and butter. You're also strong in NHL as well, as far as knowledge. But when you're making a bet, is it? Are you looking at trends? Like what determines, you know, what you're betting on? Hmm. I don't know. To be honest, I just kind of look at it. I'm like, huh, that looks interesting. And I throw money on it. I really don't. That's how, that's how I do it. Like if, if I, if I see a game, I'm like the over under in a, in, in a game that has Pittsburgh and uh, I don't know the, the Washington and the over under is five and a half. I'm like, all right, well that's going over for sure. Like that's how, that's how I gamble. If it, I try not to bet on my teams. I always try to bet on other teams unless the odds are too good not to bet on your team. But I, I, it's kind of just for me. It's it's just a it's just a gut thing, and whatever I think at the time. I really like in the MLB home runs. So like, yeah. you know, I like to bet on. Okay, uh, Vladdy Guerrero's probably putting one out today. Throw a hundred spot on him, you get a quick four fifty in return. Like just it's it's easy money, and uh, you know that's uh, yeah. It's just kind of a kind of a feeling out process. You know, first dance. Can't get your hands too low. You just gotta, you just gotta see what happens. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to go ass. You don't want to go like I'm a family no. member in the shoulders. Yeah. You want to go that right low back, like right low back, that low back. Yeah, but and, saving and, room and, for Jesus. <laughs> There's the name of the episode. Saving room for Jesus. We're gonna get now, so many chop- religious downloads. <laughs> <laughs> now chaps brought up a good point you know he he bets with his gut that's really what he's looking at he's looking at you know how do i feel about these matchups which i think is, is what a lot of people in our situations probably do like we're not sports cappers by any chance we make money but you know we're a coin flip away from not making any money whatsoever god damn man we're gonna do like a cheesecake how many counter. pieces of cheesecake <laughs> yeah. do you have he's got a whole pie he's got a whole pie i mean i've had a couple Oh my god! Um, so good. Cheesecake is like my well. Every day is a cheat day with me, but cheesecake is. <laughs> I don't oh know. man! If you guys are on Instagram and seen my uh, my picture of me uh, doing kind of a swan dive into a pool, I did. I did. That was great. <laughs> that was great. When Chaps is so, Chaps is obviously we've talked about it many times on the podcast. He is clearly the man in charge of our social media, and for good reason. You can always tell when Chaps is, you know, doing like a a social media binge because there'll be like seventy eight tweets. At least two go to Ryan Reynolds, two go to Seth Rogen, True. two go to Dan Murphy, four go to Eddie Lack, and then yeah. you know he saves the next fifty for random people. Oh, sorry, McAfee gets like another five. 
Um, so I mean, at like least. that's usually that's at least that's the bread and butter for chaps. And then all of a sudden, when you start getting like the random like plies and likes from people, you know, chaps is just going deep on some sort of like Twitter trend. Which, listen, I'm here for. I love. We're still like 900 and four followers away from like a thousand it's one of my favorite things i see from chaps see chaps at least you know i follow along um that's the first so, thing eddie Lack commented on he's like when i went to be there was like now your tweet your twitter game is like i don't know how you guys don't have more followers because you yeah. guys and i felt I, I, in my heart i'm like oh thank you i feel good about that yeah. he's like, like the tweets where you're like yeah we're 900 and 400 904 followers away from from a thousand is he just he loves that shit it's funny Oh, I, I think it's funny, and it's our own Twitter account. Like, yeah, I want to unfollow and follow just to follow again. Like, that's just, <laughs> it's that good of a time. Um, but I wanted to ask you, because I think the last time we recorded, we were all live watching the Oscars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, ob- obviously, a lot of shit has come out since then. And I just want to say, I'm not walking back. There we go. Uh, I'm not walking back my take on will smith in the moment but i will say whoo that poor that poor man just is uh she's a bitch man he's catching he's catching l's left right and center reason like, rightfully so i mean he's in he's in the position he's in because he put himself in it but you know two weeks removed what have we learned from that incident we've obviously seen some punishment we've seen some video we've you know seeing every meme and comic create material around it. But like, what do you, what is your biggest takeaway now from the recent events of Will Smith and the Oscars? Start with Diener. My biggest takeaway is I don't want to hear about it anymore. True. That's still, that's <laughs> so um, true. Like, it's been like, it's been a couple weeks. We did the podcast, what, two weeks ago on the Sunday. It's like, mm-hmm. and then like, you just see people just like, you know, you, you, the people that you follow on social media, whether it be coworkers, friends, blah, 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 that just like are all in on it. And you're like, fuck, man, like find something else that catches your attention. It's like, oh, do this or I'm going to Will Smith slap you. I'm just like, OK, it, it, it was like, you know, you knew it was going to be a thing. Yeah, I had a, I had the kind of patience for two to three days, I think. And then it's just like there's so many other things going on in this world. This is like something petty someone who couldn't take a joke someone that probably shouldn't have made a joke like peacocking on national international tv it it happened it was a you know it was good to talk about but let's just move on with our lives and you know just fuck i don't want to hear about anymore like i don't people stop referencing it like you've seen every meme under the the moon about it something else is gonna happen sure shortly that is gonna make us all forget about it but the people to this day if you're still referencing it stop it's not funny anymore Jesus. <laughs> it's so annoying it's so goddamn annoying so all right the bears. <laughs> that's my takeaway just stop chaps. <laughs> I, I i have a lot of different takes on it. i don't talk about it as much so don't worry dino no 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 um for first thing is chris rock did nothing wrong with the joke i'm sorry he doesn't have a medical chart up there like fuck <laughs> off with that uh jada is i'll say it again or is her name jada sir is it jada jada, jada pinkett yeah, smith she, yeah i think she's a bitch i mean i mean it's kind of been proven through social media now like she's not as not a nice person 
Um, very controlling from what it looks like uh, from the outside. I'll say that. Um, and the worst thing the Oscars could have done was ban Will Smith for 10 years because nobody gives a shit about the Oscars. They haven't in a long time. Their ratings are down 50% over the last 10 years. And if you made, if you gave Will Smith 20 million and you gave Chris Rock 20 million and you said, boys, get up there and host the Oscars together, every motherfucker on this planet would watch those Oscars. They made a huge mistake by banning him. But I'm like Dean too. I just don't, I mean, I don't really, he ruined his big moment. He worked his whole whole career for that moment, and uh, and he ruined it. His own fault. So, good on Chris Rock. He has a good chin. Yeah, I mean, and so looks like he punches like a bitch too. Like that slap was not exactly. Well, I think I think it was a slap. You know, looked back at Entourage with Ari Gold slaps, uh, whatever that Adam, whatever the fuck his name is. He's you know a, a bitch slap for a bitch. That's that's what he called it. Definitely was not a punch. He definitely. You know, you would assume that after training for Muhammad Ali, he would have been like able to throw something, which he obviously didn't. Um, I'm with you, Dean. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm with you, chaps. Worst thing they could have done was ban him. Um, but he hurt himself so, 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 so bad. Every project that he's been attached to has now been like stopped. Every which project is has been, which has been frozen. But that, but you have to understand that was going to be the immediate reaction, right? Because that's what people do. They don't react in, in, in the right way. Obviously, Will Smith started that by slapping Chris Rock. Um, but people were going to overreact and go the other way. And it's it's funny. I was listening to the podcast episode. Um, and Chaps clearly states within like the first 10 minutes of the podcast when we bring up the Oscars, he's like, who the fuck cares? Who cares about the Oscars? And then like 15 minutes later, like the Oscars become the global trending event while there's a literal war going on in the Ukraine. And it's like that it's like the number five trending topic and everything else is like Chris Rock, Will Smith, Slap, Oscars, Jada, Jada, Trans, yeah, (laughs) Entanglement. Um, So, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. The biggest the biggest winner, I think, Chris Rock. Uh, Chris Rock wins the situation because uh, everyone has come to his aid thinking that he is like the Messiah. He's like the greatest of all time because he made the joke that he did. He took the slap that he did. And in the moment, if you go back and look at that clip, there was like a three second pause where he is clearly you see the wheels turning in his mind being like, if you thought that was bad, like I could say something really bad right now. And he stops himself and he's like, is Okay then, and it just keeps it moving. Chris Rock, just oh man, superstar. He might be starring in the new Adam Sandler movie. Adam Sandler might be going on his vacation from now on. Shout out, Chris. Imagine Rock. if he just would have said, like, you think August slapped uh, your wife harder on the ass and you slapped me? Like, can you imagine? Oh my god, it would have been awesome. Would have been he awesome. He, he would have eviscerated him if he really oh, wanted oh, to. Yeah. This is a comedian oh. who, like, it's jo- his job is to be a hilarious and think on his feet. Like, he would have eviscerated. Pl- there's plenty of source material. Like, come on. It, it, he could have yeah. done it, but he, he, he took the uh, higher road. And uh, just one more thing to add. And Jaden Smith, like, his tweet is like, that's how we do. I'm like, that guy couldn't even beat up his own shadow. Like, come on, man. <laughs> you were born with, like, the... the not the silver spoon, like 
the most expensive metal in the world spoon in your mouth. You're soft as baby shit. Like you're not doing shit to anyone. He's I, I he's he seems like the worst person in the world to me. Just the worst. Uh, he mm. might be a cool dude. I don't know, but like he seems like he would like I could be in his presence for like ten seconds, and I'd be like, I'm out of here. Yeah, I agree. One thousand percent. He is. The worst. I'd be like, I'd be like, not for me, and I'd leave. Okay, so <laughs> four seconds in, you, know, you can see it. All right, let's let's construct. Re- like everyone remembers the real world, Jersey Shore. We're talking about that most recently. Let's construct our house of like top five worst people in the world that you would oh. put together in a house so we got we got jaden smith already i'm putting in jackson mahomes yeah oh, oh god oh yeah <laughs> who else is filling the last three to four spots we're gonna need at least two females who is filling in those spots as far as like the worst house in the world of filled with the worst people i'm not sure Jaden makes it i think there's gotta be worse out there but, uh, but- we're putting him in there just is for sure. Dean like, has feels sure. a certain way about Jaden right now. I think softer than baby shit was what he said. So who else? Who else? Seems ends like. Has? Cool. Uh, Women. Can it be? Is are we talking just celebs oh. or just anyone? I got one. You're gonna be okay. known. Can't be like your neighbor that nobody knows. <laughs> the, the, major Major Green. What the fuck is her name? God. Oh, the political bitch! The oh, oh my god, Chaps is throwing the. This uh, is she, 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 she is completely awful. Um. Oh my god, I gotta look her up. Okay, look you her up. Continue. Yeah, she she's off. Dina, who's going in there? Well, I hear Catherine Heigl is pretty horrible. Should we throw Ooh. her in there? Sure, why not? <laughs> Catherine Heigl from Grey's Anatomy. She was on Suits. She also was in yeah. The Ugly Truth. Underrated. Knocked movie. up. Knocked up. Knocked up. Yep. That was a good one. That was That's a, a good... great movie. That was yeah. a great movie. Holds. Holds. That that was our introduction to uh Ken Dr. Ken Jong. Uh, the, as a guy now, he's a gynecologist. Yeah. Well, he's a real doctor, right? Like he's that's crazy. Doctor, yeah. But like that was the introduction of him, and then we see small penis man. Uh okay. Chaps has shown us a picture. Marjorie Taylor Green. Oh, you guys don't know who she is. All right, that joke fell flat, but she's a terrible person. She's completely awful, and she needs to be on there for sure. All right. What about uh oh man, there's uh shoot there's some... a good one too though. Yeah, Catherine Heigel's good. We need we need like some a relevant peep person from like our era, I would say. Oh, Paris Hilton, maybe? Or Nicole Richie? Not, not, not mad at either. Well, maybe not Nicole Richie, but yeah, Paris Hilton's Paris Hilton is definitely in there now. What about any um, social media influencers? Who else are we throwing in there? So that's what I would classify Jackson Mahomes as. Yeah, well, the problem with them is they think they're all like hot shit, but they're really is like <laughs> people with cell phones that get paid a lot of money. They're, like they don't actually have any like credible relevant work is just all garbage that people enjoy for some reason um hmm oh bryce hall that guy seems like he sucks pretty bad <laughs> bryce hall does seem like he sucks for sure <laughs> like he seems oh, like he's the he logan sucks. brothers or the paul brothers? oh no, jake paul's logan's okay. good i like logan i'm not mad at jake man jake might be one of the smarter business people 
out there right now. I mean, if you look at what he's done, he's not missing on anything. Like he's really not right. Like when he was younger, yeah, he was, you know, getting arrested and doing all that kind of stuff. But since he really started to hone his business, he doesn't miss. He's put himself in a position to be successful. And I think, uh, I don't know, man, I think he's underrated. I think we've talked about this before, you know, Logan Paul, uh, the, the Paul brothers, complete douchebags or like geniuses. And I would err on the side of, I think they're closer to geniuses than anything else. Like they're ridiculously good at what they do. I think I would like, if I hung out with Logan Paul, I'd have a good time. And not just because sure. he'd buy me stuff. Just because he, he actually <laughs> seems like he's okay. He just spent like $2.5 million on a Pokemon card. Like the most expensive Pokemon card in the world. And he wore it during... Like WrestleMania? Yeah, during his entrance to WrestleMania, which is just absolutely bananas. Um, speaking, of, speaking of WrestleMania... This is the first time I think on a Sunday evening, Saturday, Sunday evening, we were all talking about WrestleMania. It was an event. It was pretty, pretty wicked. We saw Logan Paul. We saw the one and only Pat McAfee um, just get kill it, then get killed. And then the post, I would call it like post press conference, like private jet video back home was like one of the greatest things i've ever seen in my life and if you haven't checked it out please i think it's on his wife's instagram it's wife's instagram yeah it is absolutely absolutely amazing uh he's like three sheets to the wind Um, i'll be in a couple minutes yeah pat mcafee yeah listen man Chaps might be taking off his shirt and doing some sort of swanton bomb or fo- frog splash on Bree later, but who knows? I don't know who knows how to get down. But uh, uh, what are your thoughts, WrestleMania? And then I brought this up before the end of the last episode. What is your favorite WrestleMania moment? I was on vacation in Miami for WrestleMania, and I still pulled it up because I was yeah. pretty excited about it. That's how dope it was. Um, <laughs> Cody Rhodes coming back. Everyone knew he was going to come back, and he came. He comes back, and I don't know if I've ever heard a louder arena in my life for anything. You couldn't even hear his music. You couldn't even yeah. hear. It. That's I've never seen that before. Uh, Cody uh, or Kevin Owens wrestling uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. That mm-hmm. was bananas. Like just, and they were they were. He was bumping man. And uh and then the second night, like Pat McAfee, man, that guy's he's he's just he is he's something special. I mean, he he is just everything right now. Like you throw him in a wrestling match and he kills it. You know, it was it, yeah, he was unbelievable. And then even he even made uh Vince McMahon look good. And like Vince McMahon, like which, it was which gets erased. Five minutes later, when he botches every moment oh, of Stone so Cold no. Steve Austin coming, did you see him he, laughing, Stone Cold? Yeah, like he botches he, he botches the listening of the music, which I thought was hilarious. Everyone like, didn't pick up on that. that like was I, I was like, why is he reacting? And then like five seconds later, the real music comes, and oh, that's my cue. And then the stunner was just ridiculous. Oh, that only Vince, he took that stunner so good though. Oh yeah, he's oh he sold it so well. But I mean, only Vince could fire someone from not being able to like sell, and 
albeit he's like a hundred years old, still getting in the ring with like two replacement hamstrings or two, two replacement quads. Man, man is a legend. Shout out Vince McMahon. I didn't watch any of it. I saw some of the the highlights. Um, Cody Rhodes seemed pretty sweet. It, it kind of corresponds with my WrestleMania moment. And uh, this one, I was with uh, my good friend Chaps when uh, the Hardy Boys came out, and I just remember I was like, you know, we were we were half cut, probably maybe three quarter cut, and just chilling, eating za. And like, you know, there was kind of rumors about it, but we didn't know. And then when it happened, me and him were just like, ah! and we were like late twenties. I might've even been 30 at that time. And like, I was just jumping around like a bunch of like, you know, elementary school kids that uh, would have reacted that way. It, it, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was something special to me. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a good night. So that's the wrestlemania mode for me and this one I, i'll just kind of watch the highlights again logan paul bring him back he looked pretty good uh busted off a three amigos and a frog splash so it looked like it was a good watch i just didn't watch it fair enough chapsy oh you want my moment um <laughs> I don't know what my, my favorite moment is. Uh, Undertaker returning uh, and, and going at Kane uh, WrestleMania 20 was awesome. And Chris Benoit, HBK, Triple H. Watched that with my little brother at WrestleMania 20. That was legit. That was awesome. But Dean's moment, like you had to be there when it was Dean and I. I just had my first child, I think. And, uh, and we were just going nuts. Like <laughs> we were like 14-year-old boys. Like the Hardy music came on and we're like, ah! we were just crushing beers brianne was our dd that that one we can say post post the night we we were responsible um and yeah it uh, was a good time you guys have wholesome wwe moments mine's from wrestlemania 24 favorite wwe wrestlemania moment ever charles robinson's 25 minute run to the ring I, it is one of my favorite things I've ever seen. If you haven't seen the clip, it is takes longer to progress than the Forrest Gump storyline. But my God, when Charles Robinson makes the, the dash from the back to the ring, it's like the longest run of all time. And just seeing how intense he is to go and make that three count was like one of the one of the best things ever. If you haven't checked it out, it is, it is definitely worth it. But one of my favorite WrestleMania moments by far. Also being in Having it come to the Rogers Center and being there live for it was something I'll never forget. It's one of those like things like you may not watch wrestling all through your life, but even if you watch it as a kid, you always want to go to a pay-per-view. Obviously, WrestleMania is like the mecca for that. And so I can at least say, boom, bucket list. Now I got to find my way to a Super Bowl. I went to Rock Bottom uh, WWE pay-per-view. Ooh. In Vancouver, it was, uh, it was, you know, The Rock was the man at the time. They gave him his own PPV. Uh, I remember I was like, I was in grade six. And uh, one of the matches was if uh, Jeff Jarrett lost, Deborah McMichael had to like strip naked in the ring. And so we were there and he lost and she was stripping naked. And as she was about to like take off her bra and keep in mind, I'm like 11 yeah, uh, like Jeff Jarrett covers her up and like pulls her out of the ring, and everyone was chanting, "We want tits." 
And so like my brothers and I obviously joined like, wait, what? And my mom's like, hey, stop. And then they're like, what? <laughs> like everyone else is doing it. <laughs> we, we want this. And she's like, she's like, hey, stop. And I'm like, we're like, no. And we like kept going. Cause like there's like 20,000 other people saying it too, right? Like, what are you going to do, mom? Come on. So yeah, that was, that was hilarious. And uh, I think that was, it was a stone cold, stone cold and undertaker was a buried alive match was the Ooh. was the headliner i feel like some of the old school wrestling matches whether it was like the the casket match one of my favorite ones the cast mass was always a good one bear live matches were always really good uh the inferno match like i feel like wwe back in the day had some really like out there things that they really reined in and made it work or like now it's just kind of like you have your formula as to what you're going to see um you know elimination chamber one year SummerSlam is going to be there wrestlemania royal rumble and then you pencil in everything else but uh you know wwe man they they're, they're still kicking uh good for them um chaps i wanted to ask you deshaun watson cleveland browns Judge says he has to address his relationships with the ladies. What do you think this does for his move to the Cleveland Browns now? Well, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to admit he was paying for handies, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I I wouldn't have made that trade. I there's too much surrounding him. I think it's it's not good. Like I would have just left it. You know left it alone. I, I, I can't believe they made that. I think, I think they're actually, I think that was one of the, that's going to blow up in their face. I don't, I don't think that's going to end well. I just don't. What, what was worse making the trade or giving him 200 plus guaranteed million dollars? <laughs> million. <laughs> I have all of it. I mean, the trade was worse because he, because now, now you acquired him. Now you need to sign him. Um, yeah, I think all of it was worth. I mean, Schefter's in some shit right now too. The whole NFL is just kind of blowing itself up right now. But uh, I, I, I wouldn't have. I, I just think you're putting light to such a terrible thing that he is accused of doing. And, and, and this sounds terrible, but if it was one or one or two women, it's a, like it's not different, but it's not. It's not twenty two or whatever the fuck it yeah. is. Like it's makes clearly a difference. an issue. It's clearly a huge issue. And and even that one or two, he still should have been suspended and and all that stuff. Like it, it's you know, Ben Roethlisberger, it's the same thing. He never should have played again in the NFL. And neither should Deshaun Watson. He just should. And uh, and there's there and everyone wants to bring up the Seahawk. Oh the Seahawk guy, that guy got cut right after it happened. All right, see ya. And now he's like, I believe he's in jail or whatever. Like it's like they, the Seahawks like, nope, see ya, gone. And yeah. that's probably what the Texans should have done. They should have cut him. And yeah, it sucks because he's awesome. But that's to me, I could never be a Cleveland. If you're a Cleveland Browns fan right now, you should be ashamed of yourself. That's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right. I mean, if it, it just shows you star power, right? Like if this was anybody else. You know, third string wide receiver, nobody would have gave a shit. But if this was any starting quarterback, well, that's that's not true. Maybe not any starting quarterback, 
But if you were in the top 20 starting quarterbacks in the league, you probably get the same treatment Deshaun Watson just got, right? Protect mm-hmm. you as much as possible. Try to be able to capitalize on your asset and continue to make the NFL millions and millions of dollars. Unfortunately, this is like worst case scenario for them because they probably thought once the deal got made, once the indictment was over, that was going to be it. But then this judge really threw a nice little wrench in the pro- in the in the process there, and it's going to make life and hell for the Cleveland Browns, the NFL, the fans. You're going to see a lot of picketing going on as well. So it's uh, a very very interesting. Diener, what are your thoughts on Deshaun Watson and what's going to have happen to him now? I think I'm with Japs on this one. You know, it's he is extremely talented and sometimes for whatever reason in in these situations, that's worth more than justice or the truth or whatever you want to say. However, this isn't going away. They probably shouldn't have made the trade. They gave up arms and legs and other body parts for him. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of, you know, it had to be saying this, this might not be over yet. And they and they made the trade probably knowing that, but thinking it'd be something in the rug because this is just the way the world works with these guys. And, uh, you know, good on this judge for uh, for not making it that way and, uh, you know, putting more. I don't exactly know. I think they're going back for, what is it, uh, for civil? Or what are we doing here? Probably. Civil. I think it'll be civil. Yeah, civil. civil yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's justice should be served. Like it doesn't matter who you are, and it, it's something that should have happened probably a while ago, and they probably should have thought twice about making this trade. But whatever happened, happened, and uh, you know, a, a billion dollar franchise loses some money. I'm not gonna lose any sleep at night. So uh, we'll see what happens. Let, let's be honest. The, the Browns, when they signed Deshaun Watson to that deal, they basically said in the room to him, <coughs> "Hey." Give us the lawyer's information from the ladies and we'll just start sending your game checks to them as soon as we sign this deal, because at least a hundred million of the money that he just signed is going through those civil suits. Like he's going to lose all at least a large portion of that money, if not all of it to settle these things, to make them go away. But man, it is the NFL was trying to avoid these situations and try to get back after, you know, DUI after DUI after they just lost, you know, potentially Alvin Kamara. I mean, he may he may not play for the Saints next year. You know, you got Ruggs, who's done. It's uh it's a tough situation. Plus now the NFL dealing with the Dwayne Haskins store, oh. which is which is sadder than anything else, right? Like it's not necessarily a controversy, but let's be honest, the guy didn't really get a fair shake in the NFL some to his undoing maybe but i mean you never want to see and read about some of this yeah i mean yeah i mean you never want to read anything like that he's a young man we talked about henry ruggs henry ruggs taking away his you know his life based on the decision he made this dwayne haskins situation is just it's yeah. so unfortunate it fuck henry so ruggs though like fuck yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. he killed somebody it- just left her to burn there alive. So like, fuck that guy. But uh, but this Dwayne Haskins situation, it's so sad. It is like yeah. that is one of the saddest. Like, and I don't know the whole thing. Like, he got hit by a dumb truck on the highway. You know, I have my own questions. Why are you jogging on the highway and all that sort of stuff? But he's twenty four years old, and not to like get away from that, but 
I'm interested in the Adam Scheffner thing. I am fascinated by by that right now. He's lost, I think, 600,000 followers to this point on Twitter for the way he phrased the uh, uh, the, the phrasing of it. And, like, I think it's fascinating. So a kid dies, and the, like, first sentence of your tweet acknowledging this is that he – like had a bit of a turbulent first couple of years in the NFL. He struggled in the first yeah. couple of years. Like who gives a flying, you know what? Someone just died, man. Like this is so yeah. much more than just football. Like this is like, he, he had parents. I, I'm fairly certain he was married. Like he had thing. lots of friends. People loved him. Like what, what could possess you to have this be your first sentence? Like someone just died. I wouldn't be like, Oh yeah. Chaps. Chaps died. I uh, had a podcast, uh, you know, never got over X amount of followers or listeners. Like I wouldn't say that. Right. Might, might've had a NOS drinking problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When it, when it, when it talk about like fa- father of two loving husband, it's like, you know, you know, might've had a NOS drinking problem, but from the Dwayne Haskins situation that I, I don't that, have a vaping I, problem. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, I think he ran out of gas. That is like, is that what he did? I this is what I I remember reading somewhere is that he ran out of gas and he was running on the highway across traffic to get gas, and unfortunately, it just did not obviously end well. Um, yeah, it's sad. It's yeah, it's it's a terrible terrible situation. But I think I got I got take away what I said back about Ian Rappaport <laughs> and me preferring Adam Schefter now. Hey, I think there Rappaport, we go. I think Rappaport's douchebag though too. So don't get me wrong. Every every time he goes on Pat McAfee, I'll strangle him. But uh, that's but just him though. That's his personality, man. Like he's just he doesn't do it. He doesn't like he yeah. Schefter, yeah he, that's not he, he's okay. So if we're gonna do like. Man, this is a top five podcast that we're doing. Okay. If we have to say, obviously, Chaps doesn't like Shefty, doesn't like Rappaport. Um, if we're going to finish off, round up another five, you know, top rumor mill specialists that we don't like, who else fits into that? And I'll give you one right now because sometimes his takes have been terrible towards the Toronto Blue Jays. Jeff Passan. He is very smart. He is a very smart dude. But prior to this season, prior to this season, he has been a little bit of an anti-J. And that has rubbed a lot of people in Toronto the wrong way. (laughs) Who else fits? There we go. Uh, For those keeping up right now, real quick, seven cheesecake slices later and bottle of wine number, what we can only assume is number four or five. Um Chaps, I said Jeff Passan. You said you left Passan, but Passan has had some pretty, you know, tough comments towards the Toronto Blue Jays fan base uh, prior to 2022. Who else fits into your top five-ish of shitty people who break news in sports? Pierre Maguire. <laughs> just waiting for Pierre, Pierre, and fucking Bobby Margarita to make their appearance. Bobby McKenzie, Pierre Maguire. <laughs> Uh, Bob Nightingale. Okay, who's Bob? Um, who's Bob Nightingale? He's an MLB guy. Okay. Um, hmm. Oh, man, Schefter's climbed so fast on that <laughs> list for me, and not just not just because of the Dewey Haskins thing, because of other stuff too. And uh, Ian Rappaport, he's still on that list. 
for sure. Now, um, who, who are the hockey guys? So you got Pierre Maguire, you got like Elliot Friedman. Elliot but, Friedman. Yeah, Friedman, so, from what I understand, though. is a, he's a good dude, right? Yeah, he's good. What about Woj? I feel uh, like Woj is an asshole. Well, yeah. like, you have to be. Well, I'm going to say this about the Woj. He's spot on, and 90% of the time, he's first. So yeah. you, the quality outweighs everything. He, I remember when the, when uh, when Kawhi Leonard thing was going on. He he never hindered. He's like Kawhi Leonard is going to the LA Clippers. He's going to the LA Clippers. He's going yeah. to the LA Clippers. And then everyone else is like he's going Lakers, and it just does huge free for all. And then he, the, I think Chris Haynes is actually the one that broke it, saying that he was going to the Clippers. But Woj just just tweeted out there uh, as per uh, as per ESPN, Kawhi Leonard has signed with the LA Clippers with Paul George. And you're just like, this motherfucker said this when he was when when Kawhi Leonard was still in Toronto. Like he just he's dialed in, but he he's a douchebag for sure too. He looks like a douchebag too. Yeah, to be, probably. To be fair, I in with the whole Lakers situation, I truly believe that the Lakers felt they were getting Kawhi Leonard. Like through all of that stuff, I feel like they they truly felt and that one hundred percent he did one hundred and good for him for doing that because you know what very it doesn't happen often where a player gets to stick it to a franchise and he basically was able to do that uh but i do believe in my heart of hearts that they they truly thought they were just laughing like yeah he's going back to toronto yeah he's gonna go here he's gonna now nah, he's gonna be he's gonna be a lakers from la and then that rug gets pulled out from underneath him then paul george is gone now the lakers are like fuck that was the biggest mistake of Kawhi Leonard's career, leaving Toronto. The biggest mistake. He, he, um, he stayed there, won another championship, probably, and uh, and like he, it was the biggest mistake of his career. I don't think you can, you're going to try to argue this against two Raptors fans, and it will not no, no, go. No, 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 no. My argument would be: it depends on what you want to get out of the rest of your career. Because if you wanted to play close to home if you wanted to make a ton of money in one of the biggest markets in the world then la makes sense if you wanted to win multiple championships i think toronto gave him the best option to do that because of the team that was created around him the culture that was around him and he could have been a huge star i recently had went back and 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 have rewatched, uh you know parts where he i forget just how dominant he was in every so, playoff matchup, he touched so, the ball every single time. He was so good that, yes, if he was there, you don't run into the problem that the Clippers have where you had to manufacture another star or you have to get Reggie Jackson to be your sixth man off the bench or any of those things. Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, you know, imagine Scotty Barnes in that mix right now, which you probably don't get because you don't get a high enough traffic. But, I mean, no, the, the proof, still there, though, and yeah, the, the proof is there. Plus, you can garner another free agent to come in. And it would have been the biggest thing. That's where I'm kind of coming in here. Because I remember in all the Kawhi Leonard hoopla, Russell Westbrook to Toronto was rumored. And Russell Westbrook is awful. He's ass. Like, excellent athlete. Like, unicorn athlete. Um, MVP, but at this point of his career, and if he went to the Raptors, they probably would have had him at this point of his career. 
He is like the biggest liability. The guy can't shoot. He like only can do his drive. And but the only problem with the Lakers is they got no one to shoot threes. So when he drives, he any dishes. There's no one to dish it to. Like, but he is just like painful to watch these days. And and it hasn't always been the case. Like I'll give the credit where credit's due. Like he has been a great player in this league, like a top seventy-five of all time player. But at, right now, he is not good, and no one is gonna want him. And I don't blame them. Yeah, listen, he won, he won, they won the one their championship. If he would have just stayed in Toronto though, and without the, without bringing in Paul George and without bringing in Russell Westbrook, I, I honestly think Toronto could have been on one of those three championships in four years, two in two in five years, or whatever. Like they, they could have, they could have been that dynasty. But the problem is, they just they didn't they didn't want to do it, or he didn't want to do it. And if you look back at it, this I saw a statistic just yesterday. Since 2018, we'll call it 2018, 2017, the only team that has won more games than the Toronto Raptors in the NBA is the Golden State Warriors. It's crazy, man. And, and so and you hear the Golden State Warriors, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. They went to like five straight championships. They have like the best shooter of all time. They have Clay. They have this. They have that. No, no one in their right mind. I guarantee you ask anybody not from Canada who the second most winningest team is, and they're not going to come close to Toronto. Not even close to thinking that just how good they are. Every time the Raptors played Golden State, it was always a one-point game. Even when mm-hmm. Golden State was at their height with Kevin Durant and all those guys, the Raptors were always one-point Either losing or winning. That's why when when uh, when LeBron didn't make the playoffs in in 2019 or whatever, when the Raptors won the championship, yeah. I was like, "They're gonna win. This yeah. is it. They're, like, oh. there's no there's no way." LeBron smashed my heart into a million pieces, and then I'd like reconstruct it, and then he'd smash it into a million more pieces, and then take a huge dump on those pieces. He just, I, uh, that, that was the best when he wasn't in the playoffs. Like we can do it. We can do this. Well, for, as, for Raptors fans, you have to think, all right, so we don't have to play Paul Pierce anymore. Cause that was another Raptor killer. Regardless of what team he was on, he was a Raptor killer. When he was on Washington, he did it when he was on Boston, Brooklyn, whatever he killed Toronto, LeBron James, the ultimate Toronto killer as well in the postseason. You don't have to go against these guys. You still have to go against a not yet mature Giannis and Tintacupo, but goddamn, Kawhi was like, "I got this. Just chill out." Uh, a before the dis- the dysfunction crept in, Philadelphia 76ers team as well beat the Braves. That would be them. an interesting series. This this so, the reason I wanted to bring this up right now. I am going to when the odds become available after the playing games are finished, put five hundred dollars down on the Toronto Raptors to beat the 76ers, and I don't even think this is going to be a series. I think Nick Nurse, a lot of people said, oh, Nick should not have had the defensive schemes he did against their last uh, game against Philadelphia, which is by the time this drops uh, less than a week ago. Nick Nurse knows exactly what he's doing. They cannot stop the Toronto Raptors' height, size, athleticism, and James Harden is a shell of himself. Look out now. The first upset in the round, uh, first round of the playoffs will be the Toronto Raptors beating 
the Philadelphia 76ers. Let's go. The, uh, the negative Dean thoughts about players continue. James Harden also isn't that good anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The game against the Raptors, the one you just referenced, he was like three for 12. Yep. And because he's not getting fouls for getting like air put in his direction, for getting blown on anymore, that he can't do that cheap little rip through the rap. Probably, yeah. But <laughs> like the fact that he's not getting the f- 10 points a game from free throws from phantom calls and all that garbage, like he's not that great anymore. That was a terrible trade. I think yeah. it's going to be very clear in the future that he's just going to continue to get worse and that 40-something million dollar contract is going to be a huge liability. Whereas Ben Simmons, you know, jury's still out, but at least there's some room for optimism there. Like James Harden's just getting worse. It's Joel Embiid all the way. Yeah. I think that everybody outside of Canada will think that's an upset and everybody inside of Canada will be like, if they don't make it past Philly – that's a huge issue. Yeah. Um, the, the the biggest thing that I'm scared about though is the odds came out for the Lakers' next head coach, and sitting in third place right now is one Nick Nurse. That has me uber 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 concerned that Saint Nicholas will be leaving the lands of Canada for the the land of Lala. F that bad. He's an Iowa boy. He don't need to be in L.A. Yeah, well, I, he, he's got that LA flair about him. No, no doubt. I there there are certain things that like positions under certain franchises still mean more than anything else, right? Like there's, yes. you know, coaching the Montreal Canadiens will probably be one of them. The Toronto Maple Leafs, even though it's not for everybody, again, it's, it's just one, one of those. Them. It's just one of those Yankees. things where it's manager of Chelsea, Manchester United, Arsenal. Like there are certain jobs, like you said, Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs. There are certain jobs that just mean more to do it. And sometimes the allure, even though it's not the right thing for you, because those bright lights, they're harsh at times. Sometimes people just don't have it in them to say no. I don't, I didn't see anything about this Nick nurse thing. I truly believe yeah. he'll stay in Toronto because I would love for that to happen. But I mean, I don't think that there's anybody who would turn down the LA Lakers job. If they came knocking, the good thing is right now the job pretty much sucks because you don't know what team you're gonna have, you don't have any draft picks, so like it's not as sexy as it could be, like in the past. But if it was like post championship Lakers, I could see Nick Nurse going. Like, well, there's also the elephant in the room that LeBron pretty much runs that team, anyways. So, like, going there is like, how much am I actually going to be able to coach these guys without LeBron sticking his nose in my business? Yeah. 100%. 110%. 100%. 110%. Nick Nurse has got a good gig, too. Like, he's got a great general Easy. manager, a great president, one of the best franchises to work for in all of the league. But, like you're saying, it's the Lakers. It, that's the thing. That's the crazy thing. Also, his connection to the Arkells, let's like the music thing is a big thing for Nick Nurse. And yeah. Yes, and, and yes, you have like the big bright lights of LA, but like there are so many other things other than basketball that tie Nick Nurse to toronto and i think one of the biggest things that not a lot of people are speaking about because it hasn't been made official just yet is that nick nurse being like the head of coach uh, team canada and that part in it 
will also potentially have ties in what is looking to be the next WNBA franchise coming to Toronto. So again, being able to have input and help Masai Ujiri continue to build the culture of Toronto basketball under MLSE. Again, it's just, there's a lot of things keeping Nick Nurse in Toronto. I would love to see it, but if he comes to LA, hey man, what's up? Internet yeah, exactly. Let's do it. The best coach of the NBA going to fucking Easy. Los Angeles. Easy. He is the yes, well, this, the NBA. well, let's promote the big cat, Jamal McGlore. No big deal. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Nick Nurse is pretty good. He's 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 a good head coach. But the big cat, though, I call him Shark. Uh, just really quick, uh, NHL note: shout out Owen Power signed his entry level contract deal, making his debut in Toronto. By the time this episode drops, uh, so just really excited for this guy. Almost, almost tied it up with a perfect bow by winning the Frozen Four. Unfortunately, lost in overtime, but cannot wait to see this guy play in the NHL and it gets to play in his hometown, his first game. Pretty, pretty exciting. Uh, do we care? I care. Obviously I talk about Owen power all the time. Just texted his mom. Congratulations. Uh, do we care or do we only care when like these players are in our, on our teams or in our atmosphere? What I don't get is when, if, when they sign these entry level contracts and he's playing this year, does that automatically take a year yes. out? Yeah. Yes. Smart What's the epic point? So it's smart business by him. Bad by so, Buffalo. Smart by him. Well, Buffalo knew. Buffalo knew that he was going to finish this year in college, right? Like that. That's what he was going to do. And for them, they're probably looking at like, all right, yes, it's going to be one year closer to uh, him signing a multi uh, multi year deal. Although I do believe it's kind of like baseball chaps, and I, I could be wrong. You might be one hundred percent correct. I think there is a minimum of like games. amount of time that you have to play. And with the fact that there's only like six games left in the season for them, oh. may, it might be okay because the season's almost done, especially for Buffalo. Um, so it might just be that he signs and gets to play this year, but will get two years of eligibility or three years still left. Like, I don't know. Could be could it be like that September call-up situation. No, no I'm saying? against it, but like – so they, I, I would Vladimir Guerrero has ass. So yeah, but you don't yeah, you don't want to do that in the NHL though. That's the thing. Like I, you get a lot I of guys, you get a lot of guys who get drafted. And they want they want them to play on the the roster right away, right? Because they think they're a game changer. They if Buffalo had what they wanted, he would have been in Buffalo this year. But the Jays knew Vladdy was a game changer. They're like, oh, but there was no controversy because if you recall, he got hurt like before they had to make the decision. But they had full plans to not play him for a week and say, oh, he's not quite there yet. And, and yeah. then after a week, say, oh, yeah, now Sorry, he's ready. But that's, but that's yeah, the story it, of Major League Baseball, right? You look at every young business. talent. They, everybody has been manipulated with their service time in baseball. You don't get that as much in the in, in, in any other sport. I think that the play, I think the team can choose to burn his first year, though. Okay. So I think I think that him signing it this year they probably said we'll burn your first year of this of this contract, and then you get two years left. Um, that's oh. generally, I, I believe, they can do that. And for Owen Power, of course, you do that because that means you're two years, you're a year away from getting getting paid. And if everything transpires the way that it should be, that will be a payday. 
Well, he's getting paid now, too. So he's going from college kid to making bank. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. And the funny thing is, if there's anybody who, like, if you're ever to meet someone who, like, doesn't care about, like, the stardom, it's this kid. I know it's like a cliche. Oh, he just loves the game. I swear to God, if you were to see this kid just walking around, you'd just be like, man, this kid is just just loves the game of hockey and does not get caught up in any of like that other nonsense that you see with like the line A's. He's not he's not gonna be the personality of like the Austin Matthews or whatever. You see him he's and a he, gentle he looks giant. Like a, he looks like a nerd. Like he's, you're like this this, this guy is. is a nerd. I'm not saying he, that like a bad way or anything like that. He he is a nerd. Like his mom will describe yeah. him like of, of that. I don't I'm not gonna air on any like personal business on this podcast, knowing information, but like He's he's not doing the typical things that your college son is doing when he goes to a school like Michigan, like smashing like he is in the gym before anybody (laughs) wakes up. He's on the ice. He's when he's not on the ice, he's trying to find another time to go on the ice somewhere else. Like this kid is all about what he wants to do and doesn't get caught up in any of the extra Garbageness. So, shout I know out what Chaps would be doing if he were him. What would Chaps? Chaps what, what would Chaps be doing? Okay, smash so let's, let's paint. Let's <laughs> He'd be smashing. He'd be like, "Ladies, guess who I am? Let me show you to my room." Just be walking around with a, a picture of him on draft day, shaking Gabe yeah. and hand. Oh yeah, that this is, is me. me. This is me. This is me. In case you oh, were yeah, first overall, first overall, no big deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one, the draft class. You know, not a, not a big deal. You know, just yeah, put pucks in deep and you know, just rip it top. Deep into you. I mean, that's what hey, 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 that's why he's got some kids. But there's one hey. thing I'm better at than hockey. Let me show you. It's my Pokemon collection. <laughs> <laughs> it's my Funko Pop collection. Hey, hey. Uh, I'm Date Mike. How do you like your eggs in the morning? <laughs> Oh, nice man. to meet me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been wanting to ask this question for like three weeks on this with you guys, and uh, I just keep forgetting. Where's Conti? Because we get sidetracked now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i got a text in don't worry we'll see we'll see what happens oh man i was actually about to message him on uh, on instagram today but uh, decided not to just let them the man clearly wants some peace and quiet we're gonna give it to him um but i wanted to ask you outside of like (laughs) outside of (laughs) what do you say (laughs) oh man Update the logo is what I said. I could do that shit, man, for free. Can she put crime? Can she put like crime scene tape over over? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's okay. Oh, okay. So, so my question this is what fucking happens. I love it. Uh, my oh. question is uh, we all have like our favorite like movies, like favorite <laughs> movies of all time. <laughs> yeah, this is a hard transition. You know, obviously, for me, it's, it's The Godfather, 
But like, we also yeah. have like those like fourth tier tier favorite movies that like we may not tell people that we love, or people may have forgotten that they exist and they're really really good. But like when they're on, we're definitely gonna watch it. What what are those like? underrated movies that people may have forgotten about that are your absolute go-tos when it's on TV. It's toughy. It's toughy. I was actually talking about this movie today with uh, some of my pals. They went to a little B-Day shindig. And I wouldn't call it underrated. I just think I really like it and everyone else really hates it. Okay. And that's an Adam Sandler film called... That's my boy. That's my boy. Oh my god! <laughs> I knew it was coming. That's my boy. So good. So good. So funny. It's hilarious. I'm watching. That's my boy. If it's on TV, seven days out of seven. Okay, oh. I like it. Johnny Boyga. <laughs> you let me get a tattoo of the Backstreet Boys on my back, or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> I have a tattoo. It's. It, it, it's of tattoo. Z plane, Z plane guy. Z plane, <laughs> Z plane. It's a tattoo of tattoo. Oh. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, like, like funny movie or or just any movie. Any movie, man. Any movie. Just this, like an underrated like, film. Yeah, see, it's not under. I don't have TV anymore. But whenever this is not underrated, so I'm gonna sound like an idiot. But whenever Jaws was on TV, I couldn't like right. I had to watch it. I had to. I could okay. not just pass by Jaws. If I I'm see Jaws that. on there, I'd have to watch it. I'm with why. that. Man, I'm pretty tanned. Holy fuck! God damn. <laughs> it used to be really white. Not no more. Um, on before her, music. before your plane ride home, I would love for you to recreate the Pat McAfee post interview from I, know, yeah. I want yeah. no I want I want Bree I want Bree to record that I just like I want to catch you at your finest moment. Uh for me it's the a knight's tale. Underrated oh, one. Yeah. underrated Paul good Bethany movie. underrated uh Heath Ledger like so many like it's a it's a good movie. It's not a great movie. No it's a great movie. movie. But Heath is in it. He kills it like there's so Hello, many it's a launch Van Lichtenstein, like those <laughs> intros, those intros are like the greatest thing, way better than Bruce Buffer's W or UFC oh. introductions. Like, so creative, so funny. Um, big, big fan of A Knight's Tale. Have you guys seen Dean? I'm, I'm, I know Chaps has seen it because Chaps seen oh, everything yeah. that Heath Ledger's been in. Um, but have you seen A Knight's Tale? I feel like I haven't. I think I've seen like bits and pieces on gotcha. the television. Um, the tele- but actually, you know what movie I watched about a week ago, which is still hilarious, and it's not really underrated. It's, it's a good movie, but I love you, man. Oh, great! Yeah. Oh, I, great. I watched that movie. I was losing my mind, just like the way they speak, because like this way that Peter Clavin like can't communicate with other men and like try so hard, but oh. actually just like is the biggest doofus. Slap in the base. Yeah, slap in the base. Slap in the base. <laughs> Role models. Oh, that movie owns. Oh. <laughs> Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Get him to the Greek. They they all slide. Get him to the Greek. Like Get it's just the there were so many bangers from that like little crew there. Role Models Ooh. is underrated. I think people forget. Role it. Models is so good. Yeah. Minotaur. <laughs> yeah. Man, that was that, that was a good one. Those are those are some really some really good ones. I mean, it was knocked up. Knocked up was in that same time frame. Of some of those movies, right? 
Yeah, it was like an eight uh, year yeah. span, I'd say. Because like, knocked up. what? What? No, we didn't. Uh, what? Uh, what? What did we kick off with? Was it the forty year old version? Was that what yes. started like? Yeah, that, that's what that started it. Uh, yeah, those Judd Apatow type of films. And then it was knocked up, and then it was super bad. So, super bad was so good. Speaking of so being super, speaking of super bad, um, and just being super bad, um, sometimes you love to enjoy slap the base yourself. Sometimes you like to slap the base. Sometimes you like to drink a bottle of wine and eat a whole cheesecake to yourself. Sometimes you want to go to MJB Cannabis. Check out their wide range of products that they offer. You know, things are legal now. Doesn't mean that you necessarily know all the tricks and trades and all the products that are going to be offered to you. But the good people at MJB Cannabis are there to ensure that you have a great customer experience. Okay, located at both Heart and College, you can go in, talk to a great customer representative, tell them what you're looking for, tell them what you might be interested in, ask for a recommendation. Staff at the stores will be able to educate you and provide you with the best product on the market. You want the best experience, you have to go to MJB Cannabis. Let them know that the boys at the No Instructions Needed podcast sent you. Maybe take a pic, you know, put it on your Instagram, tag us in it, do some cool stuff. If you do that, we'll even send you some merch. But do yourself a favor. If you're looking to enjoy responsibly and your legal age, go to MJB Cannabis. Get yourself some products, whether it's a NOS bottle, maybe it's some sativa, maybe you have some like sleep issues, maybe you got a chronic back issue. You want to make sure that you know you're good for you know the Spartan 24K that you're doing on the weekend in the summertime. Whatever it is that you want to do, uh, make sure you head over to MJB Cannabis. Enjoy responsibly, must be legal age, wherever you are, uh, and just enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Tell them that we sent you. And uh, make sure you head over there. Chaps, what what do you have to say about the good people over at MJB Cannabis? I visit MJB Cannabis all the time. They're super friendly. They're great people. And uh, they do educate you when you get in there. I didn't know what I was getting into in the old uh, cannabis game when everything first opened up. I was a deer in the headlights. Yeah, just a big, dumb oaf when I walked in there. And I'm still that big, dumb, lovable oaf, but, uh, and it, you know, they still help me every single time. So they, uh, they give me what I need and I, uh, I love them for it. So visit, uh, MJB Cannabis. Look, two locations in Prince George, one in College Heights, one on the heart at MJB Canna on Instagram, facebook.com backslash MJB Cannabis and MJB Um, they sell you the NOS, they'll sell you to NOS bottles. It's so funny because when you go to like uh, Walmart, they're always at the cashiers who, or I mean, superstore or whatever. There's always the people who are trying to sell you the credit cards because they have like their in-store like battles. Like, you know, this person's got like 25 people to sign up this month. This person's got like 24 people and they're trying to get like to 30 because then they'll get some sort of cool wicked thing. Well, the people over at MJB Cannabis probably have some sort of like, how many cans of NOS can we sell? And the moment that Chaps walked in, they all come. That was it. It's like record sales. The NOS company was kind of like, yo, MJB Cannabis, these two locations, you guys are the best. Here's like a 10% bump. 
And it's all thanks to the man that when he walks in, there's probably like a buzzer that goes off in there. You'd be like, he's here. He's, he's going to buy 10. We can get him the new flavor. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, so shut up. <laughs> we've in, we've inceptioned him already. He's gonna buy twenty five. It's okay. I tried two NOS bottles before I left him one night. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, all right, uh, another great episode, chaps. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for the cheesecake. Thanks for the wine. Thanks for the amazing times with Eddie. Lack, lack, lack. Um, you know, well, I was an hour late, by the way, to that. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna come on the podcast and he's gonna rip me, but yeah, I was forty minutes late, so I'm supposed to be a two rolled up at two forty. Buddy, you're the you're the, you're one of the amazing hosts of the No Instructions Needed podcast, buddy. You were needed told. elsewhere, so <laughs> so I can figure it out, Eddie Lack. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh, so you got big time, Mister Big Time. But chaps, wrap up your thoughts time. on your vacation, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you guys letting me come on today. Obviously. <laughs> Uh, yeah, listen, the vacation's been fun. I, I'm missing a lot of work, even though I'm working every day. I need to get back in the office. I might hermit myself for a little bit to get everything I need to get done. But it's, uh, you know, it's a good time for a good time. So, the kid. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, we have, we've been uh, a bit spotty here and there with our uh, recordings. Life has gotten in the way. Uh, but I'm glad to see you boys whenever we can get together and do this. I love you. I miss you tons. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, try again for, uh, next week. Okay. Conzi, just in case you're wondering, that's, uh, this coming Friday. I uh, did. <laughs> I, I know you're listening. I know you're there. I know you're there. I know you're there. Pick up the phone. I know you're there. Um, that's Chris Rock from Chris Rock movie. Uh, but anyways, yeah, listen, Connor, we love you. Uh, chaps, glad you are in, I would say, one piece. Maybe a couple pieces. Diener. Oh, I had a couple pieces of cheesecake. Oh. <laughs> you, had a che- you had a couple cheesecakes. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Um, amazing. This has been another episode of the No Instructions Media Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure that you continue to subscribe. Head over to our Instagram. Head over to our Twitter. Head over to our Facebook. Head over to the soon-to-becoming OnlyFans from the Big D himself. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Peace. Late.